This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Cardiology and Heart Surgery Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Travis Christman, Clinical Director of HSHS Sacred Heart in St. Joseph Hospitals in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Travis, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Laura. Before we dive into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I've had a pretty lengthy journey in healthcare. I, I started out as an 18-year-old working in a, in a CNA role at a nursing home before transitioning through my RN studies and, and working at a, another local hospital here in Eau Claire. Um, from there, I moved on to Madison, Wisconsin after graduating and then started a career in neurosciences and moved on to a uh, post-anesthesia care unit and then followed up with getting my bachelor's degree and, and working again in a post-anesthesia care unit back here in Eau Claire. And then I started working through as leadership roles as a charge nurse and then assistant director. Um, and then when I really got involved in cardiology was about seven years ago, I became the director over an inpatient cardiology unit and then have really seen that blossom and grow into being the director over multiple units and achieving my master's degree this past year as well um, in the midst of COVID with a MSN in leadership. So I've really enjoyed my time at each hospital I've worked at, but I've definitely found a love for cardiac and the different areas that it serves. Well, fantastic. Now, considering your current leadership role, what are your top priorities today and how do you see them evolving over the next 12 months? Um, COVID's definitely thrown everybody for a little bit of a loop, but what I'm really focused on right now is building a top-performing clinical team um, that provides the inpatient care to cardiac patients. Cardiac is one of those areas that we've still continued to see some growth in. We've recently started the TAVR program um, with the help of some of our partners here in town, and it's been hugely successful, and we're seeing a lot of great work done there. And then, But it's all about building that top-performing clinical team all around the area. Um, then decreasing nursing turnover within the hospital setting and increasing colleague satisfaction. Unfortunately, the culture nowadays is just so many people going into nursing um, for various reasons, but one of them is the flexible schedule that it affords. But it's still hard to get those people to work nights, weekends, um, when their family members, significant others, don't work those shifts. So really trying to decrease that nursing turnover, nursing turnover within the inpatient setting. And then continue to improve those quality metrics related to cardiac care specifically, heart failure, um, morbidity, surgical outcomes, really striving for top performance in those areas is probably one of our, our biggest priorities. Got it. Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, it's really interesting to hear you talk about building the, the top performing clinical team. What does that mean to you? To, you know, how are you really measuring that from day to day? Is it the metrics that you just mentioned? Or are there other ways that you really make sure that your clinical team is all on the same page and um, performing at a high level? We, we measure through a couple of things. Some of those are those metrics that we talked about, the, the morbidity rates, surgical site infection rates, um, just general outcomes. Every, every week or every two weeks, we do a review of cases. And then of uh, TAVR program, heart program, anything that we see for those, for those cases. And then we also look at the nursing turnover rates on an annual basis, look at colleague satisfaction on an annual basis. We even measure our physician satisfaction, which involves things that communication and the performance of the whole team as a, as a whole. So there's a lot that goes into it, and there's no one magic thing that seems to solve it. It's just all about getting the team to work together. 
Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. Now, given these circumstances, what are your biggest challenges today? Probably the biggest challenge that we've seen is workforce. Um, something that I've seen through all of my nursing career and my time in healthcare is care is delivered 24-7. There's no off shift um, that can operate at a different level of performance. Oftentimes, the shifts that are the that need the best and most qualified staff are that night shift, that weekend shift when there's less resources, less leadership, um, just less things around for them to rely on. So, but again, the world has changed some and employees are no longer looking to necessarily always climb the corporate ladder. They want to do what gives them the best work-life balance, which is a struggle when you're asking them to work nights and weekends when their family members don't. So how do we incentivize? How do we promote that is something that I think is a big challenge and eludes a lot of healthcare institutions to to figure out. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we can come up with some creative ways in the coming years to really build that workforce 24-7 versus having it be that it's great on the day shift, it's great on the PM shift when more physicians, more mid-levels, more nurses are around, but then on that night shift, how do we make that the, the best shift? Um, I think a lot of times we put a lot of inexperienced staff on those shifts because that's kind of the, the way it has always been, and the, the, the shifts that are least desired go to the, the least experienced staff, but really I believe that's a time when we need some of our most experienced staff to be on. Got it. That's so interesting to think about. And obviously, as you mentioned, a challenge across the board. How are you thinking about department growth? So the thing that I found works best is is that team building. Having the highest performing team within our geographic area will ultimately lead to growth. Um, when, when people think about where they want to go for any type of specialty care, they, they want to go where they feel they're going to get the best service. Many of our patients have... Um, types of insurance that will allow them to go different places. They're not singled out to only go here or there. So they have a choice. And when making that choice, they're going to go where they hear that somebody's gotten great care before. So um, I work closely with an executive who helps lead our physician recruitment and discussing the right technical skill set, mental attitude of the physicians and staff that make that cardiac team up is really crucial. Um, when the team is cohesive, I believe that, and they're all driving towards that same goal, achievement of that growth is really what's possible. Because if I have a physician that I work with who is really supportive of the team, really supportive of building the program, that's going to ultimately pull nursing along with it um, and help drive that piece as well. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, before we wrap up our conversation here today, can you share three pieces of advice for emerging leaders? Sure. Um, some of the things that I think somebody I would have loved if somebody would have shared with me is is being flexible. Find ways to work with the new mindset of many of the nursing teams and physicians. Um, I've referred to it earlier about how you know people want that work life balance now, and, and in healthcare, unfortunately, most of us realize that that is not always what we've had in the past. Um, healthcare. Doctors are working tons of hours. Nurses are working tons of hours. Everybody is. So how do we come up with new creative ways to be flexible and make it so that staff, physicians, anybody involved can have that work-life balance? Um, be truthful about expectations up front would be the next one. 
any and all areas, set a goal, communicate that out to the team so that everyone is aware of what the ultimate goal is, and then keep that communication going after the goal is shared. Let them know about progress, let them know about what the barriers, um, really be transparent and, and keep your team involved in how things are going. Seek the team's ideas on how to break down the barriers and celebrate those successes with genuine praise. Um, many of our teams, you know, the nurses, the physicians, they're smart. They figure out workarounds. They figure out the way to make it work for them. Um, we may need to sometimes take that way and make, make it our standard of practice. So, and then the last thing would be just own your mistakes and give credit where it is due. No one can do these jobs alone. There's no one person that brings everything together. It is a multiple long list of people that are making this all happen. So, um, they all deserve the recognition for what they have contributed to the programs. Travis, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Great. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Laura.